Hope you're enjoying my podcast on to inspire, aspire to inspire. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do and follow me on social media. Conquering self and self-management is an interesting and challenging process in our lives. It emphasizes developing control over our behavior and it's essential to build independence. An important question we must ask ourselves is, who am I? We have probably even thought about it, but couldn't find an answer. A short story can help us to get a step further in answering the question. I heard this story on a TED Talk. It was about a grandfather and his grandson. The grandfather told his grandson, There is an internal battle going on inside me. It's against two wolves, a good one and a bad one. Some time later, the grandson broke the silence and asked, Who won? The grandfather told him, The one you feed. How we understand and embrace our unique thoughts Feelings, choices, and relations determine which wolf we feed. Knowing and understanding our identity enables us to be happy, destined, and prepared. This podcast is a compilation of the last 10 weeks video, which brings in all factors in growing ourselves into the perfect you, or developing or self-management skills. Gift of being yourself or identity. Expand your mind or open-mindedness. Even the odds or risk-taking. Turn off, turn on or balance. The choice between convenient and right or honesty and integrity. Slow the rush or patience. Yes, I can or persistence. Get more done in less time or time management. Be proactive, not reactive. The highest form of thought or gratitude. Plato, a Greek philosopher, remarked, the first and best victory is to conquer self. The first element of being the perfect you is the gift of being yourself or identity. Being yourself does not mean you're selfish and don't care about others. Being yourself is challenging when we're met with expectations. To name a few, the expectations can come to us through education, relationships, and social media. Despite this, you have heard or seen the phrase, be yourself many times. But why do we still struggle? We care too much about being accepted by others. Steve Jobs describes, your time is limited, so don't waste it by living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions Drown out your own inner voice. And most importantly, 
have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. You and your friend might have had the exact same experience, but have totally different perspectives on it. It's normal for that to happen. Having different perspectives makes each of us unique. How can we overcome this? By knowing who we are and accepting it. We should be the first and last ones to love ourselves. When we are aware of our strengths, we can use it to our advantage, which makes us successful with better self-esteem. Knowing our weaknesses, we can strive to develop them. Talking positively to ourselves daily and being grateful for the things around us makes us understand the gift of being you. Unlocking our I-factor is not optional. It is essential. Be proud to be you. The second element of being the perfect you is expand your mind or being open-minded. Have you ever wondered why some people seem to make constant progress and while others repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again? The interesting fact is that their mindset is the difference. Successful people approach life open-minded. Frank Zappa stated, a mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work if it is not open. Being open-minded can be challenging when you're new to something or are facing adversity, but being open enables us to be successful overcomers. I love this quote by Albert Einstein. The mind that opens to a new idea never returns to its original size. Open-minded people have their ideas challenged, ask questions, understand others rather than being understood, and they're great listeners. They're curious to know why there is a disagreement. They see disagreement as means to expand their knowledge. They don't argue, but try to identify where disagreement lies so they can correct their own misperceptions. They are always fascinated to know how people see things differently and they weigh their opinions accordingly. If we don't go through life open-minded, we will find a lot of closed doors. The third element of the perfect you is even the odds or risk-taking. Elon Musk said, when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Taking risks can be a puzzling choice because we are uncertain of the result. But by being hesitant, we will miss a lot of opportunities. Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, describes it like this. The biggest risk is not taking any risk. In a world 
that's changing really quickly, the only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking any risks. Taking risks has pros and cons. Taking risks enables us to make the most out of our opportunities, have a better dignity, make calculated choices in life, and apprehend from our mistakes. However, every single risk we take may not lead us to success. To have a better chance of success, John C. Maxwell gives us an advice on categorizing the risk as reasonable and reckless. A reasonable risk is based on strategy, has some margin for error, is an extension of what we do well, and challenges us. A reckless risk is built on hope, has no margin for error, has little connection to what we do well, and overwhelms us. An example of a reckless and reasonable risk is jumping off a cliff. If a person wants to jump off a cliff without a safety harness, the chances they will get to do it again is minimal. But when they jump off with a safety harness, the chances they get to do it again is higher. Whether the safety harness is used or not, the thrill is the same. Simon Sinek said, some see risk as a reason not to try. Some see it as an obstacle to overcome. The choice is yours. I'm excited to learn about the fourth element, turn off and turn on. Do you know why? At times, I put my head into too many things at the same time. Life is like riding a bicycle. It's all about balance. We all feel like we should involve ourselves in a lot of different activities and jam pack ourselves. We often fail to recognize too much of anything can end up creating stress. Turn off the focus on things that are not essential and turn on your focus towards things that are essential and you're passionate about which will balance your thoughts and promote having a stress-free life. Seen Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens, recommends that we focus on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual dimensions of life to gain balance. Eating a healthy diet, exercising, an adequate amount of sleep helps us to maintain the physical dimension. Our mental strength can be increased by reading, learning new skills, listening to songs, watching quality media, and spending time with nature. As Dr. Seuss says, the more that you read, the more things you'll know, the more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Emotional health can be accelerated by building strong relationships with family and friends. Having a positive relationship with a person, laughing, doing small acts of kindness, being loyal, and having fun keeps our heart happy. We will look more into building relationships in another part of this series. Finally, in the spiritual realm, try to spend time for yourself 
by meditating, keeping a journal, and praying. In conclusion, this may sound like we're not being productive, but actually we're being productive by increasing our memory, efficiency, and focus. Make an effort to live every day to the fullest and take time to do things you love. The fifth element is the choice between convenient and right, which is a commonly known subject. It's about honesty and integrity. Zig Ziglar stated, honesty and integrity are absolutely necessary for success in life, all areas of life. The really good news is that anyone can develop both honesty and integrity. Honesty and integrity are two words commonly used together, but what do they actually mean? Spencer Johnson says, integrity is telling ourselves the truth. Honesty is telling the truth to other people. Integrity is as simple as saying, I'll do it tomorrow. When the next day arrives, do we actually end up doing it? If we do, then we didn't break our integrity. Being honest is as hard as training for the Olympics. Being dishonest is as easy as turning on Netflix. It is important to know the difference and stick to it even in the time of adversity. When we are honest, we build relationships. Honesty and integrity are the most important and valuable skills which will enable us to find our place in various environments, including our higher education, workplace, personal and social life. Choosing between the convenient way and the right way can shape us. It is our choice. Do we want the easy route or the right route? The sixth element is slow the rush or patience. This is an important habit to cultivate. We're living in a fast-paced world and want to get done with things fast. Hence, we rush ourselves into it. Anything we do, we choose for the fast way. Joyce Mayer remarked, patience is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting. Why is it important for us to be patient? Patience keeps us from making impulsive decisions, hence we make good choices. Patience makes us persistent to reach long-term goals rather than short-lived pleasures. Patience makes us have empathy and kindness which wins us more friends. Patience brings calmness in our lives which stops us from worrying, leading to better emotional health. So, how do we become patient? Slow down. Take a step back from the situation you're placed in. Pause for a few seconds. Think about it. Then act. Figure out what is important and act on it. Or ignore what we are stressed about for some time and then focus on other tasks we have. But don't forget to come back to it. 
Anxiety can be internal or external. Asking ourselves the right question in that moment can determine whether we start panicking or stay calm. Being positive about everything around us will cease anxiety. Slowing down and practicing patience can make us happy without stress. Yes, I can. A positive statement comes with only persistence. Do you want to reach your goals? People say, be persistent and you will find success in life. But being persistent is hard when we are faced with challenges. Many times we face a lot of criticisms and discouragement. Continuing to pursue our dreams despite discouragement is persistence. Ralph Waldo Emerson stated, that which we persist in doing becomes easier for us to do. Not that the nature of the thing has changed, but that our power to do is increased. Herbert J. Grant said, trustworthiness, stick to itiveness, and determination are the qualities that will help you win the battles of life. Stick to itiveness is continuing to do something even when things aren't going well. Determination is pushing through what we enjoy and want to pursue despite challenges. When we are determined, we start believing in ourselves even when others don't. An ironic story that describes persistence is the life of Walt Disney. Walt Disney was fired from a local newspaper company because his boss felt Disney didn't have enough creativity. Then, he started an animation company that failed. This made him barely able to pay his bills, and he even had to eat dog food in order to survive. With the little money he had, he went to Hollywood, but unfortunately didn't succeed in his first few years. People told him Mickey Mouse would fail, and he faced constant rejection. It seemed like he would never succeed. However, Disney continued to push through and went on to create the company we know as Walt Disney. Choose persistence over quitting. Are you finding 24 hours in a day is not sufficient? It feels like we all face a lot of opportunities but can't seem to embrace them, which makes us feel disappointed and frustrated. How do we get more done in less time? We are going to explore that in this part. Practicing four key ideas can help us to embrace our opportunities to the fullest. Setting goals, effective planning, organizing, and focusing. The second principle in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey is begin with the end in mind. What does this mean? Developing a clear picture of where you want to go with your life by deciding what your values are and setting goals. By setting goals, we set our destiny. Zig Ziglar said, lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24-hour days.
I came across an interesting principle from John C. Maxwell's blog for effective planning and organizing. Don't try to manage your time, manage yourself. Hmm. I thought about it, and after pondering, I found out organizing a to-do list on tasks that have to be done today, short-term and long-term, can be highly beneficial. Getting done with today's task first, short-term tasks next, and finally the long-term ones. That does not mean we need to ignore the long-term tasks. Instead, we should include parts of it in today's task on a regular basis. By categorizing, we remove the stress of not being able to meet deadlines. Finally, following the Pomodoro method can help us to focus. The structure of this method is to work for 25 minutes, then take a break for five minutes, repeating the cycle for four times, then taking a break for half an hour. Focusing for some time and taking a break allows our brain to give its best and refresh. These ideas have shaped me to get more done in less time. Please try them and let me know how effective they were for you. Best-selling book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey explains being proactive as an important habit to cultivate. Being proactive means we are driven by values and not feelings. Reactive people function based on feelings, moods, impulses, and other people's treatment. Brian Tracy says, be a creator of circumstances rather than a creature of circumstances. Be proactive rather than being reactive. How can we be proactive? We can be proactive by controlling our emotions in tough situations, taking initiative, choosing our actions, attitudes, and moods, not blaming others for our mistakes, and doing the right thing. Being in control of what we do makes us feel more confident and prepared. Our language style is also a great indicator. If we are proactive, we use phrases such as, I can, I will, I prefer, etc. But if we are reactive, we use phrases like, I can't, I have to, if only. Reactive people do not hold responsibility for what they do and say. However, there are things we cannot control, like the weather, the attitude of others, and the way they treat us. But we can control the way we decide to deal with it. If it's raining, we can dress appropriately. At times, we think of being highly proactive, but end up being reactive. One example which comes to my mind from the recent pandemic we are all witnessing through several news channels is seeing people buy loads of toilet paper. There were even images of people hanging toilet paper from supermarkets on social media. Being proactive does not mean overreacting to things. Seen Covey says, each day we all have 100 chances to choose whether to be proactive or reactive. Oops, it's unbelievable. Let's try to list the chances we have to be proactive 
or reactive over this weekend, which will make us conscious of practicing the habit of being proactive. The final element of the perfect you is the highest form of thought or gratitude. Oprah Winfrey says, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. Breen Brown explains that practicing gratitude invites joy into our lives. Well, what does that mean? When we look at what we are thankful for in our lives, we will be happy with what we have and get a feeling we have more than enough. Having a gratitude journal or coming up with fun ways to be grateful can really help us to put the habit of gratitude into action. An example of a fun way Breen Brown used was the one, two, three, four method. Every day at 12.34 p.m., each person in her family would say something they're grateful for. Being grateful can really make us appreciate what we have. Sometimes at our school, we would randomly shout out things we were grateful for. Every time we would do that, I would be like, wow, I never noticed my life was this amazing. When we are in the time of difficulty, being thankful can help us to focus on the positives in midst of the negatives. From today, let's find some ways to express gratitude. John F. Kennedy remarked, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. Hope you've enjoyed discovering the important 10 elements we need to practice in becoming the perfect you by developing our self-management skills. See you again next Friday with another interesting episode.